You're listening to an Anderson Entertainment production. This episode, Facts Fab in back with working where some old enemies are on the lookout for a new home in the randomizer. And our very special guest is none other than Ellen Rose. 232 pod in upcoming at Wats. What is he doing? It's the Jerry Anderson Podcast! Let's get started. Let's go. Spectrum is green. The Jerry Anderson Podcast with Jamie Anderson and Richard James. Now, we've been through all this before, haven't we? James Richard, hello. Yes, we've been through, we've done the backwards talking thing in a previous part. Have we actually done it like that, though? Yes, I'm sure we have, yes. Okay, well, I'm doing it because of, you know, things that will happen later, which I right. can't, can't currently reveal, I guess. <laughs> have we just given something away? No, I don't think so. No, no one's listening, it's fine. Anyway, <laughs> I'm yeah? Jamie Anderson. I always couldn't say my name forwards then. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay, I'm still Richard James. Thank goodness for that. Uh, yes. And also coming out later will be Chris Dale. And mm. we three, combined with all the people behind the scenes doing the actual yes. work, uh, yes. put together this, the Jerry Anderson podcast, where we yes, talk about all things Jerry Anderson. Yes, don't that's we? Right. We're just the tip of the iceberg, really, aren't we? We are indeed, yes, the visible bit. Yeah. Um, but thank, yeah, sorry g- thank goodness we're there, otherwise nobody else would know that the rest of the iceberg was there holding us up. Do you know what I mean? Does that sort of make Not sense? Not entirely, no. <laughs> no, okay. Anyway, do you remember last week when uh, I asked you to do the introduction, or the week before possibly, and the introduction in the style of um, somebody giving you the specials at a restaurant? I, I, yes, I do remember that, yes. I noticed yes. that was quite popular. Oh, right. Uh, Was it? You said uh, quite popular. With you, you mean. Several people have have tweeted me about it, and and one email as well. Um, So I thought, wouldn't it be nice if, since there's a randomizer at the end of this podcast, that we also have a randomizer at this end of the podcast, but the randomizer at this end is based on the roll of a dice, which then gives us a, a style in which you can... Oh, come describe on. what comes up in the podcast. That's so unfair. So, have you got a dice there? I've got a dice in a, uh, die. a box, a die, sorry. So I'm yes. going to roll it now. Oh, but what are the options? Well, you're going to find out, aren't you? Uh, well, I... Uh, ah, oh. What? Okay. You're just going to say anything now. No, I bet it, you haven't got a list of six of options, I've got have a list you? of six options. And this Why, is, what are they then? What it, are they no, all? Because it's very important that we get on with this <laughs> right. podcast. <laughs> so right. I've okay. rolled a three. <laughs> Uh, and that means you've got to do it in the style of a 1990s broom cupboard based children's uh, TV show. The what? interstitials, as if, you know, Andy Peters might do it. But the, uh. the the price I must pay for this is that I have to be your soft toyed puppet assistant and make okay, appropriate Jamie squeaks. Jer- Jamie the gerbil. Jamie the gerbil. So, okay. As well, so I'll have to uh. now be that. So you have to be the children's presenter. So right, what's okay. coming up? Here we go. Well, hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us. Here I am, not in the broom cupboard as such, but in the cupboard in my garage. Jamie, hello, it's Jamie the German, of course. (laughs) Hello there, Jamie, yes. Oh, he says he wants to know what's coming up. Right, well, so that's it, yes. All right, Jamie, I heard you. Now, so coming up on the uh, the podcast today, we've got uh, uh, news, 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 of course. Uh, We've got, uh, and Jamie, what's your favourite part of the podcast? 
fab facts. That's right. Yeah, we've got fab facts coming up. We've got uh, part one of an interview with uh, Ellen Rose a little later on. And as uh, as you've already mentioned, Jamie, we've got everyone's favourite part of the podcast. What's that? <laughs> the randomizer. What an annoying little gerbil you are. Uh, yes, and in between all of that, of course, we've got emails, uh, twitterings and Facebook musings from our wonderful Podsterons. Say goodbye, Jamie. Say goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh, thank God for that. He's gone. What was that? Oh, brilliant. I really enjoyed that. I don't, Jamie think, I the don't think anybody else would have enjoyed that, but no. I did quite a lot. <laughs> okay. uh, well, then my work is done. <sighs> I think it sounded a bit like uh, Jamie the gerbil was asthmatic through most yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, that's not going to happen every week, is it? Yeah, I've got five it... more things for you based oh. on my amazing die. So. Uh, right. Okay. Well, I look forward to that then. Really? No. Okay. Anyway, Postrons, don't worry. We will. We'll be back to normal in a moment with Fab Facts. Um, but do do make sure that you uh, subscribe and review and rate. Therefore, yeah. revate us and all that stuff. good stuff. Uh, but we're going to prove to you now why you should do by taking you directly into Fab Facts. <laughs> Where's that gerbil? Hey, come here! Yeah. Now, time for this week's Fab Facts. Right, now that the spot of gerbil murdering is over and done with... <laughs> yeah, 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 I've got to got that out of my system. Uh, this is Fab Facts, where we don't normally murder small owls. No, very, never. Very no, rarely, no in fact. Only, mm. one, only once in 232 podcasts have we done that. <laughs> but instead, I have a book of Fab Facts. Here it is. Oh. And I'll flip through it again very shortly. Richard will shout Fab, which will stop me on a random page, and I'll give you the Fab Fact from that random page. Richard, are you ready with your Fab? Oh, born ready. Then here comes the flicking of the pages. Fab! Oof! Hmm? Well, well, well. What? Three holes in the ground. <laughs> yeah, go God, that's an oldie but a reasonable one, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, no, this is, um, well, sort of semi-scientific, possibly. Right, okay. So, Richard and Podstrons, how do the Mysterons recreate matter that has been completely destroyed? That's a very good point. Well... I can tell you the answer. It's oh, through the power of retrometabolism. And that's the end of this week's... <laughs> oh, there's more, is there? <laughs> well, I can hear you all asking and, and then waiting with bated breath. What yeah. is retrometabolism? Yeah. Absolutely right. Well, the only definitions that are provided in uh, the history of Captain Scarlet are not terribly scientific, I'm afraid. Mm. They've been described as reversing matter. Yeah. Mm. Or... <laughs> That's exactly Warning. what I was matter thinking. reversing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or even as a, a method of recreating matter. Yeah. Yeah, not really. So yeah. they're about as close as the pseudoscientific stuff uh, as we're going to get, really, uh, jargon-wise. But yeah. did you know that there is indeed a real-life retrometabolism? Oh, odd, is there? Yes. Well, it, okay. grab your lab coat, Richard, and Podstrons, because this week's fab fact is going to get rather scientific. All right. Here comes the science bit. <laughs> nice. You're a very glamorous <laughs> assistant, aren't you? Yeah. Now, we all know that drugs are mostly made, of course, from organic compounds, don't we? Yes. Take, for example, penicillin. It's an organic compound made from mould grown in laboratory conditions. The species of fungus that is used to make penicillin is common, but what about drugs made from rare plants or rare substances? Yeah. Rather than harvest from endangered rainforests or exhaust a limited supply, scientists prefer to create synthetic substitutes where possible. But how does one do this? Well, 
You take a target molecule and break it down into simpler substances. For example, a Jerry Anderson podcast molecule, for example, might right. break down into um, randomizer, interview, uh -huh. and fab fact substances. Okay, yeah, right. I'm with you, yeah. Uh, that breaking down helps the chemist find the simplest way to synthesize the drug required. So if you had a patient suffering from derandomistritis... Yeah, could happen. You could take the Jerry Anson podcast and synthesise just the bits you need to make a randomiser drug. Patient cured. Oh, I see. Science or, or is amazing. Andaphylactic shock, as I saw AC writing <laughs> in our Facebook group. That's a good one, isn't it? Andaphylactic shock. Andaphanactic shock. Oh, andaphanactic shock. It's when you have shock. too much Anderson, if that's possible. Brilliant. No, impossible. But anyway, <laughs> as we've already discovered, basically, science is amazing. Uh, but joking aside... Hmm. The process itself is called retrosynthetic analysis or okay. retrosynthesis. Right. Drug designer and chemist Dr. Nicholas Bodor created a theory in parallel to retrosynthesis, which he began publishing on extensively in the 1990s, culminating in a book in 2012. Hmm. Instead of merely working backwards to synthesize a drug, Bodor also took a backwards approach to the way the human body metabolizes organic compounds. In other words, how the drugs are broken down and absorbed into the human system for use. This approach is extremely useful for making drugs that are more effective, breaking down when and where they need to be used in the body. Yeah. And the strategy was christened Retrometabolism. Way! Hey! <laughs> Great. So there you go. Also, retrometabolic drug design, which is the long version. And that method is still used today. So, okay. Potterons, fair warning here. Use of this type of retrometabolism will not make you indestructible. Mm -hmm. But the real-life retrometabolism helps design safer and more effective medicines. So there you go. Now, I, like it. I do have a note here to say that we have in the past reach out, reached out to Dr. Bodor's office to see if he was a Captain Scarlet fan or if the series <laughs> yeah. had any influence on the term that he coined. And, and we're patiently waiting a reply. <laughs> wow, amazing. So, but I have listened to a couple of interviews with him and he's got a fantastic Transylvanian accent. Oh, has he now? Yeah. So wow, he, he sort that of, seems appropriate. I know, I feel like he could be a character in Captain Scarlet itself, yes. in fact, with his, his wonderful accent and his yes. science bit. So there you go. Retrometabolism is real, just not the one that you probably hope for. Yeah, great. <laughs> Impressive. Is it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, as far as fab facts go. it's quite, I mean, it's it's educational. Yes, it's, um, absolutely. It's not actually that Anderson-y, but it sort no, of vaguely is. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Well done. So nice. A break from the norm there. Um, Quite. Who uh, he is. Uh, uh, Dr. Norman Boder. No, <laughs> yeah. it's N Nicholas Boder. Oh, sorry. No, right, yeah. yes. Anyway, let's move on. I feel like we've kind of come stumbling and shambling yeah. to yeah. the end of this week's... Retro metabolistic fact. fact! Why oh. did you could have gone drug facts? Well, I was trying to be sort of Anderson related. But that's related. too long. Well, it's... I made it fit, didn't I? Made okay, it work? not really. Move on. Oh, all right. Well, let's move on then to our lovely Podsterons. <laughs> they are our wonderful listeners who join us every week. I know. Week in, week out for at least 230 weeks now. They've Bonkers. been listening to the Jerry Anderson podcast and they've been emailing us at podcast.jerryanderson.com. Now, here's a long one. I'm going to start with this from Peach, who says... Hello, gents, and to everyone at the Jerry Anderson Podcast and Randomizer, I hope you're well. Yes, thank uh, you. Like so many other people, I'm loving the podcasts. Uh, I'm listening in a strange order, but working through earlier episodes at the moment, and it's been great fun to hear the pod's format evolving over time. Mm. Really? Huh. Peach says, I now understand why Richard is not so keen on fab facts. 
uh, brackets, Ouch. although I really like them. Sorry, Richard. Oh, thanks. Uh, I've forgotten why I don't like fab facts, to be honest. Uh, anyway, she <laughs> says, the variety of interviews on the pods has been great. I'm glad I've been able to listen to them all. And on the back of Jamie's fascinating interview with Sean Feast, I've ordered... Crikey, that seems a long time ago. I've ordered Sean's book about Lionel Anderson, and I can't wait to read it. Uh, I don't know many people who are that interested in the world of Jerry Anderson. I've been, I've been a fan since I first saw Thunderbirds in the early 90s. The podcast has been a great find to connect in the world with the world of Jerry Anderson better and hear people's thoughts, opinions and insights. I've joined in the fun with fellow podstrons on the Facebook group. I wish I'd discovered this podcast years ago. Ah, oh, well, you've discovered it now and it's all still there, so that's yeah, fine. Better late uh, than never. I have a couple of merchy merch suggestions. Oh. Not sure if they've been considered before or are possible. Number one, I've recently lost my shopping trolley token, which is causing me all sorts of bother <laughs> when I'm out food shopping because I never have a pound for the little trolley. Oh, would shopping trolley tokens, maybe with Anderson Show Organisation logos on them, be a possibility? Would definitely make food shopping a little bit fun. Uh, number two, would a metal water bottle like the Chili's bottle be a possible future product? They could be quite fun at work or when out and about and spark unexpected conversations. Finally, I was watching the movie That Thing You Do, written and directed by and starring the legendary Tom Hanks. It's a fun movie about a small-town band that becomes a US one-hit wonder set in the early to mid-1960s. About six to seven minutes into the movie, members of the band visit an electrical white goods store, and there's a short sequence showing the TV sets in the shop playing an episode of Fireball XL5. Mm. And Venus and Steve share a couple of lines. On entering the shop, Jimmy and Lenny from the band head to the TVs and Lenny makes a comment that he and his gran have been watching Fireball XL5 for three weeks before his gran noticed that there are strings and realises she's been watching puppets. And Jimmy immediately corrects Lenny to say... <clears throat> They're marionettes. <laughs> uh, that scene made me wonder if someone was having a last word on a puppet marionette discussion they might have. It was lovely to see the scene. I'm probably thinking incredibly optimistically. Uh, shy bairns get an out and all that. Uh, but perhaps a future podcast guest in Tom Hanks. Who knows? Keep up the fantastic work, everyone from Beige. Uh, P.S. As I'm listening to earlier podcasts, past Jamie and Richard are mentioning plans for celebrating Pod 50. <laughs> Are there any thoughts or ideas for celebrating pod 250? And that's from Peach. Well, Peach, welcome aboard. <laughs> Thank you for the merchy merch merch suggestions. Yeah, I like those. What about the token mm. and the water bottle? Um, water bottle is definitely on the more immediate radar. The token, yes. less so. Yeah. Uh, but never say never. Also, the thing is, you know, you say it would make fu uh, shopping a lot more fun, but actually the token <clears> for the trolley is the one thing you leave behind when you go shopping. Isn't it? You leave it in the trolley so no one can see it. Oh, I see. Well, it's, but it's yeah. in your trolley and you it's know in you're your putting trolley. it in. So, mm, yeah, right. yeah, I don't know. Uh -huh. maybe, maybe, maybe. But thank you. The Tom Hanks thing, we know Tom Hanks is a big Fireball XL5 fan. Huge, in fact. Right. Because it, it often turns up in things that he's involved with. Right. Including, uh, what was his series from Earth to the Moon, was it, I think? Was where it? they yeah. used the end titles. Uh, for for that on every episode, I think. Nice. So yes, he, he is definitely a fan, and um, hmm. I, I have been in touch with his assistant before. Yeah. yeah. Um, but as you can imagine, uh, is he rather he's, busy? He's quite busy, so <laughs> rather tough yeah. to come by. Yeah. But you never know. Maybe maybe that's your answer for Pod Two Fifty, an interview Ooh. with Tom. Hanks. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Right. So we've I'm got. I'm not what, promising it. <laughs> we've got eight, what, 18, <clears throat> 17 podcasts to go. Are we to to try and make that happen. Yeah, it doesn't feel like long enough, does it? <laughs> not really. Good luck with that. Uh, Liam Mahoney got in touch. This is following uh, our interview with Chris Bentley. Uh, he says, definitely UFO the vault, please. And if you really must, I guess Space Precinct the vault could come later, but only after UFO uh, from 
He describes himself as a very hopeful UFO fan. Yes, Liam, we noticed. Uh, evening all, says Tom H. That's Tom Hodden. I uh, hope you don't mind me asking this, but I was wondering if some more obscure corners of the Andersonverse, such as Project Sword, Star Cruiser, or even Candy and Andy, might make an interesting subject to explore in the podcast. I understand, of course, that you'll generally look for an interview as a preference, and I have no idea who would want to talk about these, but I know I would want to listen. Having only encountered them through the occasional fab fact or passing reference elsewhere, I've been intrigued not only by the production of the stories, how they were conceived, how they ended up in magazines, etc., but by the plots and adventures covered. As we're unlikely to see the Project Sword audio annual or the Candy and Andy comics anthology anytime soon, and it would seem unfair to expect Richard to novelise every Lost Jerry Anderson property, <laughs> it would be interesting to hear a little about what we are missing out on in terms of Lost stories, toys, comics and characters. Of course, on the other hand, it's entirely possible that I'm the only one who'd be interested in these comics. What do you chaps reckon? That's uh, from Tom. Well, Hmm. interesting that you should mention those two things specifically. Right. Because I can't tell you anything specifically about those two things, other than to say there's obviously (laughs) a reason that I can't tell you anything specifically about those two things. So isn't that timely and interesting that you've sent an email about those two things? Yeah, right. That's all I can say about those two things. Okay, right, good. Well, that's interesting. Uh, Moving swiftly on, finally then, from uh, (laughs) Stephen West. Uh, who's emailed us from Ontario in Canada? Dear sirs, thanks for the great stories, such as the Lawn Green connection to Jeff Tracy. Wow, I don't live in Toronto, so I don't know what's at 447 Jarvis now. Do you remember we were talking about the uh, the address? His acting where, school, I remember. That's yeah. right. Uh, but, says Stephen, when Lawn School was running, the, CBB, the CBC studios, uh, was he still working from, for them as an announcer, I wonder, were just down the street at 354 Jarvis until Ooh. 1992, and a transmitter tower was over at 345 Jarvis. Having the school close to work seems reasonable, or just the association with CBC might have helped him. Great shows. Thanks from Stephen West. Interesting. Yeah. There you go. We were asking, weren't we, if anyone had any first-hand knowledge of uh, whether the school... Well, what now stood in the school's place in that uh, particular address? Yes, could they go there? But we That's right. we don't have an answer, do we? No, no I mean, but what, I sense we're getting four, close. Was it 464? 447. Oh, I don't know why I said 464 then. 447 Jarvis, Toronto. Mm. I mean, I I know this is cheating because we said we didn't want this, but I'm I'm having a quick But you're looking on Google Maps. I was just having a look. Sure. Yeah, why not? I mean, it doesn't look very exciting right now. Uh, Oh, dear. Uh, I think it's it's apartments. Biggest anticlimaxes we've ever had on the (laughs) podcast. You think it's apartments? Okay. Uh, Yeah, it looks like it's either that or a theatre or a restaurant. Oh, um, nice. Okay, interesting. But uh, yes, please go go to those places if you're in Toronto and tell them that they might be, you know, sort of part, part of Thunderbird's of, history somehow, absolutely. just about weirdly. That's right, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Cool. Well, that's it for now, but do get in touch. Podcast at jerryanderson.com, uh, full of your thoughts, opinions, reviews, and suggestions. And uh, I'll read it out next time. Well, not guaranteed, but you probably will. I probably will, mm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Not many for, by the wayside, to be honest. Right, only the rude ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, well, there's a challenge for you, Postrons. Uh, while we wait for you to write your next missive, yep. would you like some Jerry Anderson news? Oh, not off. Good. Here's the Jerry Anderson news.
It's the Jerry Anderson Newsy News 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 News. And of course, Richard, this week really it's all about you. Yeah, it's just the way I like it. Yeah. So, uh, Podstrons, I know we saw a few of you at uh, London Comic Con, and it was yeah. lovely to see you there, along with fun. all non-Podstrons, but we hope we might be welcoming on some new Podstrons. Imagine that. Because uh, we were thrusting leaflets into your hands like nobody's mm. business. Yep. But one of the things that we were also thrusting into your hands was Intergalactic Rescue 4. Ah, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, you were able to get exclusive copies at London Comic Con. And the rest of them are coming to the Jerry Anderson store. What few remain, I should add. Really? Wow. Um, uh, this week. So, yeah. Richard, for those who've missed what's going on, what is Intergalactic Rescue 4 and why am I asking you about it? Well, you've asked me about it because I wrote it. It's an Very adaptation good. of, uh, I think you sent me, Jamie, didn't you, 10 quite short treatments for episodes of yep. a series that was devised by Jerry and uh, Fred Freiberger. In 1976, 77, sort of space 1999 yep. sort of period. Yeah, that's it. Uh, the idea being, I think it was to be a children's series, uh, live action, potentially, uh, following the adventures of Jason Warren and, and no, no, Jason Stone. No, Jason Stone and Warren. That's right. It's been a while. Uh, and they're two <laughs> droids, Alpha and Zeta, on board Intergalactic Rescue 4, a high-tech, high-spec rescue spaceship able to travel to the far reaches of the galaxy in the blink of an eye to help those in peril. And it was my job to take those 10 treatments, some of them very, well, they varied in length, some of them from four to five pages, quite detailed, others of them just half a page or so. Uh, one of them in particular, I remember, had their last page missing, so I had to uh, make up an ending <laughs> for that one, uh, and sort of whip them into shape a bit, really, give them a bit of character, uh, a bit of drama, and also uh, a link between every story which sort of grows to a, I suppose you might call it a season finale in the, in the final story, uh, The Recluse, uh, which is the tenth story in the collection. Really great fun, a great project to work on, I really enjoyed it. Wayne Forrester has uh, given it voice in the audio version, which I know will also be out in due course, but for now, I guess, you know, Hit the pre-order button. Tell Absolutely. Me what you think. And you should get it maybe by the end of this week if things go well. Wowzers. Or maybe not the early yeah. next. <clears throat> now, there is a free first chapter as read by Wayne Forrester oh. on the YouTube channel right now. Lovely. So you can go and listen to that or grab the uh, limited edition hardback. And once the hardback is gone, it's gone. And then it'll oh. become a paperback and ebook in due course. So if you want the nice fancy one, yeah. then you better grab it. Yeah, too bad. Before it's Brilliant. too late. Mm, uh, but nice. it's very exciting and nice to see another Anderson thing out there that has previously just been gathering dust and, well, yeah. actually it's been in a rather dark and slightly musky-smelling yeah. filing has. cabinet. Yes, it has. Um, it was nice to let it out and give it some air, absolutely. breathe some life into it. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you again, Richard James, for doing ah. another marvellous job at resurrecting an Anderson show. Mm. Uh, and more IGR4 to follow. If you've well, read it already, hey. let us know. We'd love to know your thoughts. Podcast at jerryanderson.com. Yes. From uh, rescuers to bargain hunters. Oh, yes. Not the neatest segue, I'll admit. <laughs> uh, but this Friday until Monday is our Captain Black Friday uh, weekend sale. Mm. Uh, it's it's the big one. It's, you know, <clears throat> thanks to America, we have to have this, you know, epic sale at the end of the year. But it's mm -hmm. a great time to grab yourself Christmas gifts, gifts of yourself, things you've been waiting for and wanting but have been a little bit too, uh, out of your price range for whatever reason. Uh, so now, from Friday... Loads of stuff, selected stuff, 
from uh, is fifty percent off. It's just a flat fifty percent off the whole collection for Captain Black Friday, so you can grab them uh, from Friday to Monday. However, if you would like early access, which I'm sure you would do, then you can go to anderdotson slash cbf22. And if you put your email in there, twenty four hours before the sale launches, you'll get an email with a very special code just for you. And that code means that you can access all the discounted stuff 24 hours before anybody else. Ah. Why is that important? Well, stuff is going to sell out, and we mm. want to give it to you first, Podstrons. So if you want that early access and your chance to grab stuff before the masses get it, um, then just go to anderdotson slash cbf22 and... Uh, sign yourself up there and we'll just get you an email out 24 hours before the sale goes live it's just for you how about that cool amazing there you go yep. uh, and finally for this one stand by for action oh yes yeah you've all got mm. them now haven't you mm-hmm. you've got your dvds you've got your blu-rays you've got your cds you've got the whole lot after all that waiting oh what a relief now i'm very pleased to see stand by for action uh, in the amazon charts for, really? Yeah, for, mm. for music and soundtracks up against Great. all sorts of stuff, including things like Top Gun Maverick and Stranger oh, yeah. Things and yeah. stuff which is really big, you know, and, and has got stuff on telly or on Netflix or in the cinemas now and our little concert is up there performing beautifully against it. So if you'd like to order from the Jerry Anderson store, please do. We really appreciate that. I appreciate and understand that it can often be cheaper on Amazon. That's nothing to do with us. That's just Amazon doing their thing of pricing things extremely low in order to sell more, which is absolutely fine. And if you want to get a bargain, then uh, pop along to Amazon. You can pre-order the DVD and Blu-ray, which means you'll have to wait until everybody else gets it, or the CD. So, uh, And that will help it climb the charts. So whether you go direct to Amazon or to us, you're still doing good and supporting all things Anderson. So it's completely up to you. There you go. Uh, but if you've enjoyed it, do drop us a line, podcast at Tell us your favourite thing, your favourite moment, your favourite John Colshaw link or impression. Oh, yes, yes. Um, or just the thing that made you get up and jump around or maybe even made you shed a tear. Aww. We'd love to know. Yeah. Um, I recall people talking about you and your lovely wife, uh, Richard, when Space Precinct was being played. <laughs> and you had, you had a little sort of cuddle, didn't you? A we had a little moment in. together. Just, well, it's very so special lovely. for us, as, as we all know. So of course. It's nice to hear that live. Yeah, but I think everybody's got uh, you know a track that is special to them. So yeah. uh, we'd love to know what's special to you. Anyway, enough of this nostalgic... Um, I don't know, I was going to say something rude <laughs> yeah. then. Come on, be careful. <laughs> Steady now. No, I, I'm, I'm going to stop now. Uh, but oh. uh, love, enough of that lovely nostalgia. That is now the end of this week's Jerry Anderson News. (laughs) That was the news. Nostalgic news. I was going to try and come up with like an old-fashioned sounding word like hozzy bosling you know what I mean something that not that but <laughs> I see I like snoz that. wangling that... one of those oh, yeah. sort of, you know I see nostalgic snoz wangling yeah it sounded uh, yeah it's good but I, I, like was, it. I was in danger of making it sound rude so I had to uh, stop <laughs> now you mentioned Matthew Modine there no you didn't you mentioned Stranger Things I'm going to mention Matthew Modine who's in Stranger Things brilliant yes uh, so we've been rehearsing recently as you know for this show that I'm in at the moment mm. at the Maribone Theatre in London a Sherlock Carol mm. uh, and uh, in our rehearsal space uh, it's it's, a, it's a, sort of like a town hall, really, with various rooms and meeting rooms and so on. I was just chatting with this rather elderly gentleman, American gentleman, on the stairs mm. uh, in a break. He seemed very friendly. We were just talking about the weather and London, transport and so on. And uh, as I went into my rehearsal room, some members of the cast said, do you know who you were just talking to there? I said, no. Matthew Modine. Ah. Off of Stranger Things. 
Yes. I've never seen it, so I didn't know. I mean, I know he's a name for other things, but I'm afraid I didn't recognise him. Full Metal Jacket, was that his other but, thing? Well, that's exactly it, yeah. But yeah. then I did wonder if he went batting into his rehearsal room and his cast turned to him and said, oh, do you know who he was talking to? Yeah. So and he would have said officer, no. Officer Orion yeah. from that's Space right. Precinct. Who knows? It could have happened. Come on, give me my moment. It's, it's quite uh, possible. It's quite possible. He's probably kicking himself right now for not asking you for an yeah, autograph. Yeah, that's right. You also mentioned standby for action. It would come as no surprise to you, Jamie, mm. that over on our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash podsterons mm. everyone's been talking about the fact that they have now received their dvds blu-rays cds and so on of Hooray, standby for action finally yeah for example says my dvd arrived i can't wait to watch it f-a-b-p-w-o-r-s-i-g uh wing what's that mean <laughs> i don't know no that's probably me mistyping something anyway 1010 is the other one uh, Gary Hodgkinson says, what can I say apart from brilliant? Loved it. Two hours of great Anderson show music. I could see now why those who were at the concert raved about it. They weren't wrong. Mark Perkins, another Anderson-themed birthday, and I'm excited as the standby for action concert Blu-ray is due any day. Happy birthday, Mark. Trevor Knight says, hurrah, special delivery today from Virgil Tracy in Thunderbird 2, or it may have been the postman. Looking forward to reliving memories of a magical night at Birmingham Symphony Hall. Robert Monk says, they're here, they're here. I can't wait to watch and listen to the concert again. I just want to apologise to Louise for bugging her so much. Thank you for being so super helpful and patient. April Penfold says, sat with my husband watching Standby for Action DVD. I I keep giggling as I keep seeing myself in the audience. I love the <laughs> memories it brings back of that day, isn't that ah, nice? brilliant. Uh, love it. Talking of special days, uh, apparently someone called Terry Adlam celebrated a birthday last week. Terry uh, Adlam? Yes, apparently so. Yeah. Uh, so Sounds to celebrate, nice. yeah, Tom Hodden says, well, there's only one way to celebrate Terry Adlam's birthday. Share your worst jokes. So, we've got uh, Tom's very own uh, offering. Uh, I got fired from my local Tandoori Grill for giving away trade secrets. I broke the non-disclosure agreement. Uh, Ian Stevens says, I came back home from work to find my kids on eBay. If they're still on there tomorrow, I'll lower the price. Uh, Nice. Yep, Ian Stevens, or rather Jeff Tilly, getting back on brand. How do International Rescue know when when they're beaten, when they're hoodwinked? Hey, pretty good. So, yeah, all sorts of stuff going on over on our Facebook group. Do join in. You know, we say it every week. Lovely part of the internet. Uh, very welcoming, very friendly. Uh, few questions to answer. Well, hey, we enjoyed the fun. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, thanks. Lovely. Uh, I've, I can't get over those terrible jokes. Sorry. No, I know. Well, that <laughs> pays us back for our uh, Halloween Oh, pun, they were, they were fest. awful. Yeah. Yeah. What a pair of Halloweeners we so, are. Never mentioned that again. Anyway, uh, mm. shall we move on to an interview of some sort? Oh, yes, I think we should. Well, this one is one I've been trying to organise for three years. Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> so here you go. This is with Ellen Rose. Now, not a name that lots of our posturons might be familiar with, but maybe you should be. Yeah. Uh, we first spotted Ellen wearing a Thunderbird 3 t-shirt on, uh, on her YouTube channel many years ago. Uh, but she creates videos for herself on uh, a popular YouTube channel, which is her own, called Outside Extra. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's also a bit of a Thunderbird super fan, a gamer, general all-round nerd and lovely human being. And nice to have some somebody uh, of the fairer sex, some may say, because right. we are often underrepresented by female fans. So yeah. I'm very pleased yeah. to have Ellen here. Um, and so here's part one of two with Ellen Rose. Hello, I am Ellen Rose uh, and I am an online video creator working for Outside Extra and also making stuff for myself. 
Very cool. Al- already in the top 5% of cool people on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure previous guests agree. Now, so Ellen, uh, you are currently wearing a Thunderbird 3 t-shirt, which I'm very pleased to see. Yeah, I am. Um, and it is that, possibly that t-shirt or a similar t-shirt, which made us aware that you might be into Thunderbirds. How how yeah. qualified are you? Do you think to sort of to be having a chat on the on the Jerry Anson podcast? <laughs> well, um, I my my love of uh, Jerry Anderson products uh, uh, basically kicked off when I was very small, and uh, they started showing reruns of all the Thunderbirds uh, on BBC Two. And my dad, being of the generation who was young enough to have enjoyed it the first time it came out, um, was like, yes, my daughter is immediately getting into all of these and recorded them all on VHS because they were often shown during the day when I was at school or nursery. Um, And so, yeah, like, you know, my mum is also a fan of Thunderbirds, but my my dad really (laughs) got me into the Jerry Anderson stuff. And the, the stuff that I was, you know, most into that I got, like watched the most it was all the stuff that was being shown mostly around that time in the early 90s um and it was the it was thunderbirds stingray and captain scarlet who i think is possibly my favorite character in uh, the jerry anderson uh just because he's just so ridiculous <laughs> um yes i, I agree. mean he's got the cool yes. outfit uh i you know his name matches his <laughs> outfit they all did i think they were all yes. great uh yeah um and so yeah I, I had that also had uh growing up uh when i was in nursery so first shout out to my dad andy thank you for well getting done, me andy. into all of it and then um a huge thank you as well to my friend daniel uh who i was best mates with uh at nursery and we were huge thunderbirds fans especially we also loved uh captain scarlet though he had one of those microphones that if you spoke like spoke into it it would make you yes. sound like the mr ons and we had so much fun playing yes. with that all the time um <laughs> and uh but yeah like growing up i had uh like usually you know that you know there's like you know the blue peter make the tracy island i didn't have to do that because my dad was like I'm gonna get oh, you. Oh, lucky you! Okay, <laughs> which was the cool. I got the Tracy Island, which never usually happened for me. It was like, but my dad was like, Thunderbirds was his weak spot. So I was like, yes, I'm getting all the Thunderbird stuff. And uh, I've actually with with me people at home listening will not be able to hear, but I've got my cast oh, iron Thunderbird nice. two the matchbox um, version. Is that get yeah? The matchbox, nice. yeah, yeah, 1992 edition. I'm just gonna do some foley. That's the that's the the Thunderbird 4 container yep. hitting the outside of Thunderbird uh, it's, it's really teeth. there. I can, I can um, vouch for Ellen's honesty there. And what's inside? What's inside? Oh, it's only Thunderbird It was Thunderbird a good Thunderbird 4, 4 on the Matchbox. Uh, Thunderbird 2, wasn't it? Was it was yeah. Really good. Um, and yeah, so I had that. I also had um, like all of the outfits like my dad got me all of the dress so i <laughs> i had uh well i say all of i had two i had the the thunderbirds outfit and also the captain scarlet outfit Amazing. so uh you you if you head over to my instagram um and scroll back i've, I've posted it mm. a while ago but there's like a picture of tiny me in our 
corridor in our old house, me dressed up in my Captain Scarlet Brilliant. outfit. And I do like still have it and some of the components, but it's obviously like way too now. small. No. But I just, no, I've just got like uh, the hat and something else from it and stuff, but I couldn't bear to that part is, with it. It's very cool though. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I asked how qualified you are and you 100% pass all the tests it's brilliant and and uh, you know big round of applause really for andy your dad for, for sorting that out yeah oh um, absolutely he he did uh i don't think i've told him because i think i wanted to keep it a surprise we've been trying to organize this yeah. for a while so i don't think i've told him but yeah uh so hi dad well done andy you're <laughs> awesome this is it what you've described there is the example a perfect example of what we call fab parenting um, which is oh, that yeah. handing down of of something you loved as a kid and you're passionate about, and the the fact that even mm-hmm. though it was made, well, at least twenty five or maybe thirty years before you were watching it, and it still mm-hmm. grabbed you is 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 100%. so amazing. I, how how does how does something that old grab someone when entertainment has changed so much? Well, I, I think you know it, it's also like in the nineties we have like. We had less of the on-demand hmm. stuff. So, like, I everything came from parental recommendations. <laughs> you couldn't just, like, go and find everything. And, like, I, you know, my dad was like, I think you'll like this. Um, and uh, I really did. Like, it's just so utterly charming. And there's a lot of, like, it's so full of action, like, the, ex- the, the, the models in it, the explosions, and, and like, all just the real life like real effects in it like seeing these actual things like being like pretend and flown through the air and like going up that my favorite things i think basically all the ones where whenever they had to go underwater because <laughs> like just these old models going around and like there's neon fish going past and like they're huge <laughs> and I, it's just so like it's so quaint in that like brilliant way and i i just think there's there's nothing mm. quite like it and there there is like a, a kind of like hilarious charm in how oh, the puppets move as well so it's like it's a very you know there's these very serious uh like things happening and then they're like oh, blah, 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 <laughs> as they walk along and it's really cute and i loved it and yeah i just like it was just so i i just enjoyed the the kind of artistry of it which is quite impressive when you're a kid you just, I was just like looking at it going like yeah. how did they do this this is really cool and yeah just seeing all of all of the work that went into it and like I think they're just like gorgeous mm. to look at I think they are even though like they the the effects are very of a certain age they're also kind of sort of yes timeless. that's the word like it, it's um because I like I work so my day job is involving video games a lot and there's so much discussion around video games about like how high res and how realistic everything looks but often the games that age the best are the ones that just have a particular Mm. art style and they stick to it and like they just have uh just just a very unique look to them and I think Thunderbirds and all of the Anderson stuff is it just has that very unique look. You look, you see one of these shows and you're like, oh, Jerry Anderson made this. <laughs> like, you know, immediately. And I think that really, really helps it. Um, and it, it's just, I just, I, oh, it, there's nothing like it. There is nothing like it. And I, I'm, I'm a sucker for anything. I also like, um, like 
stop motion yeah. animation like anything where there's like a 3d physical thing that is moving around in a space that isn't like a real actor i'm really intrigued by i also you know obviously like real actors and stuff. <laughs> but um, there's something there's something about the work that went into that the additional stuff and i, I just i'm so mm. blown away by the the, the effort that went oh, into them ridiculous amounts of effort even to the point now when we you see the yeah. new kind of hd versions and you see writing on signs yeah. that would never have been read because it was you know you never had the resolution yeah. before but and they yet they went to that detail from the tiniest thing to the yeah. to the to the world itself and to make it make it all mm-hmm. one so yeah i'm totally with you on that kind of that experience of watching yeah. it in that timelessness 100 you you stick out slightly in our uh, podcast guests uh, not not because yes. of your age necessarily or anything else but actually because mm-hmm. we find that the shows tend to be quite boy skewing male skewing yeah uh, but i i mean Th- thunderbirds classically people will say oh well there was uh, lady penelope and that you know that was the kind of access character for the female audience how true is that for you what kind of draws it to you and do you think there is a kind of gender bias to the show you know i loved hmm. lady penelope and i thought she was she badass. badass and i was like i was i was i, I was so pleased like whenever she like had a cool uh episode yeah. that was about her like because i you know she's like brilliant like her car i have the model of her car it's so cool but yeah like i think it, it is it is funny like when i say oh mm. i like thunderbirds and like you see certain people's faces light up in a oh my gosh unexpected yeah. you are i mean it happened it's happened for like it happens less with mm. video games now but it used oh, to happen a lot with video games and it's just you know it's just you know it is a, a team of five dudes with like two female characters mm. most of the time um and then also a bunch of other dudes <laughs> helping the other five dudes it's very dude heavy um and it's so it is very dude heavy but like in um like captain scarlet yes. had the angels like i absolutely adored them i thought mm. they were the coolest thing they also had some of the coolest yes. outfits like the all in white yeah. so cool so i appreciated that and then also, you know, Stingray, Aquamarina, that song is in your head forever as soon as you uh, yep. think of her. Um, so, like, there were elements, but, you know, it, it's it's very of its time. Um, and also, I think as a kid, uh, I was very determined, you know, I was, you know, fairly tomboyish, but also fairly girly. Like, I, I have a Tracy Island, but I also have a huge collection of Polly Pockets. <laughs> like, that's the 90s kid I was. So that's my the dichotomy of Ellen yeah. Rose. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, but I was I was just determined to like not let if it was like boy stuff. I'm like, yeah, I like it. Like my dad, it, a lot of that mm. came from my dad as well. I think like my dad kind of saw in me like, hey, this one, she's gonna <laughs> like everything because like he um he took me uh like he's the set he took me to I football matches. So I grew up in Fulham. Fulham's our local team. And I'd go to Fulham on a Saturday with him uh, when they were at home a lot of the time. And then he also got me into Thunderbirds and stuff. So he he saw me and was like, I'm just going to introduce you yeah. to these things and see if you like them. And I did. And I think that's just, that doesn't happen with a lot of, uh, you know, it, you know, it happens enough that there are still a lot of yes, female absolutely. fans, I'm sure. But like... I think I think you just need more people who are willing to just be like, do you think do you, 
you, would you like this? You know, and like at the same time, my dad did, you know, take me to things like uh, I went to a coloring in competition for Barbie <laughs> and stuff. And like he would, he would be the good dad and take me along to those things. But like it was because like he took me to a mix of things. Same mm. with my mum. Like my parents. The reason I'm the the person I am is because my parents were like, "What do you want to do?" And now that's I'm I'm a YouTuber. <laughs> so I don't know whether that's a good or bad. Thing. It's clearly good that they felt able to indoctrinate you with the stuff that they love, but also kind of open you yes. up to anything else as well. Uh, so yeah, more yeah, fab parenting 100%. from Andy. Well done, Andy. Uh, yeah, it, it's yeah. excellent. Um, and where, so when you were at school, because like, how old would you have been when the Thunderbirds kind of resurgence was happening, kind of 91, 92? I, I was like nursery. Okay. So I, I was very much indoctrinated okay, in okay. a good way. <laughs> so so we, is it, was it something so, that, yeah. you, that others were watching other than uh, your your friend who was a massive fan as well? Or was it, was it isolated to you guys? I, I think there were a few kids still watching it, but but me and my friend were like mm. really into it. Like, you know, the other kind of big show that was also having a, a small renaissance from the 80s and still sticking around was uh, Teenage Mutant oh, yeah. Ninja Turtles. Like, things like that. Like, that was, that was like the big stuff that kids were watching at that point. But like, I, yeah, like there were a few people. I've got uh, like a few friends of mine. Uh, I've got some slightly mm. older friends, I think. I think because we were so young, it was just that we both had, we both had dads who really liked Thunderbirds when they yeah. first came out. So <laughs> we, me and Daniel both got a lot of Thunderbird stuff. But I got friends who are like slightly older. So uh, Fred Steve, shout out Steve, who's also a, a big Thunderbirds fan. And we we like, you know, he was very excited when I mentioned it once. And I hadn't mentioned <laughs> it before. And he was like, oh my God, you like Thunderbirds. Let's talk nice. about this for hours. I was okay. like, great. Yeah, happy. Um so yeah, I think I was just that bit too young to have loads yeah. of people my age really into it. But yeah, unless you had a really dedicated parent being like, yeah. yes, Thunderbirds. Because it was it was for slightly older kids aimed really. Like, you know, my, my dad would have been like about mm. nine or ten or so when it first came out. Um, so he would have been prime age, you know, it's sort of like... It's it's the the Doctor Who age, you know that level of I I think, but but it, at the same time I found it entirely accessible, and I just liked watching all the cool things mm. happening, even if I wasn't fully following the storyline. Yes. So yeah, it's just like watching the explosions. Who doesn't you know, want to watch cool. a good explosion? There's something magnificent exactly. and beautiful about them. Ah, different perspective, eh? Lovely, yeah, I like it though, and yeah, some great. lovely fab parenting there as well. So. Thank you, Ellen, for sharing everything there. Uh, Ellen will be back next week for part two of two, and you can watch her on Outside Extra over on YouTube, or you can find her on her various social media platforms as Ickle Nelly Rose. Aww. Isn't that a sweet handle? So I-C-K-L-E-N-E-L-L-I-E-R-O-S-E. Ickle Nelly Rose. There you go. Give her a follow and say hello. Great, Ickle J.B. Anderson. Uh, now, I know Ickle uh, Dickie James. Twitter's been in the news. Thank you for that. Uh, recently, hasn't it? But uh, it? Yeah, I noticed. Well, some people are sticking with it. Some people aren't. But enough people are sticking with it to use the hashtag Jerry Anderson Podcast and be seen by me and have their tweets read out. For example, uh, lowering the tone says after that intro segment. Ah, you've already alluded to this, Jamie. This is when I read out the uh, coming up in the style of a, a menu at a fancy restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking, says lowering the tone, that Richard James should get a stint on MasterChef or maybe a show with Oz Clark. 
Yeah, I, well, I think so, yeah. I'm available from January. Uh, Anthony Berryman says, Nothing like a surprise treat of standby for action DVD turning up on a chilly Saturday afternoon with a plate of Bickey's mug of tea and my son joining Ooh. me for this audio-visual treat. Oh, lovely. lovely. Doesn't that sound great? Yeah, I want to do that uh, now. Yeah, absolutely. Stuart Moyer says, uh, Listening to Standby for Action from Jerry Anderson and co. Absolutely gutted I couldn't go to the concert, but the music sounds fantastic. The highlight has to be the Stingray opening number. The singers are excellent and give the right vibes certainly do. Uh, here's a question from Jeff Owen, who says, as UFO stands for Unidentified Flying Object, why does Shadow constantly call the spaceships UFOs? Surely they know what they are, so shouldn't they be identified? I suppose IFO doesn't sound as good, says Jeff. You're right, uh, mm. Jeff, IFO does not. Um, mm. I guess, mm. you know... Mm. They just stuck with the name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jeff Cope says, I've been on a Jerry Anderson kick recently and having a blast, which includes Jamie Anderson and Richard James uh, on the wonderful Jerry Anderson podcast. Oh, That's not nice. those two. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, for now, Gregory Litchfield. Today's Super Marination Sunday breakfast from my collection, Stingray, the complete series, deluxe, limited edition Blu-ray. My wife and I watch Stingray Series 1, Episode 20, Marineville Traitor. That's a good way to start a Sunday, isn't it? Yeah. There you go. Let us know how you start your weekends, if you start your weekends in a Jerry Anderson sort of way. I don't want to know what you had for breakfast, or whether you took the kids to play football, or whether you watched, you know, I don't know, Laura Koonsberg on a Sunday morning. <laughs> if you wake up on a Saturday or Sunday and the first thing you do is slam in a Jerry Anderson series, let us know. Podcast at jerryanderson.com. Interesting use of the phrase slam in there, but okay. Yeah. Uh, into the DVD or Blu-ray player, you mean? Well, obviously, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just that felt I very, suppose there's streaming very physical. as well, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, exactly. So mm. you can't really do that for streaming. Anyway, mm. yes, we'd love to know about yeah. your Anderson weekenders. Richard James, I think we deserve a small break, and I believe oh. that Christelle should do some work now. <laughs> Too right. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Okay, well, that's perfect timing because he's hovering awkwardly, uh, ready for his randomizer, where <laughs> somehow the pressing of a big red button is achieved, and the choosing of a random Jerry Anderson episode is also then achieved, and Chris says things about it. So shall we hear that? Yeah, let's hear that. <laughs> Here's the randomizer. Oh, oh, ow. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh. oh, well, either I've been at the pan-galactic gargle blasters again, or, or I've just been shot on stun at point-blank range. Are you recovered? Oh, hello. Yes, well, I guess so. What happened? We found you on our ship. We had to know whether your intentions were hostile or not. So, you shot us? It's an interesting approach. We probed your mind. Ah, I see. And the mind of your friend. We know all there is to know about you. Oh, good. Well, in that case, you'll probably want to be rid of me too, sweet. Uh, come along, Marina. But your presence here is vital to our survival. Oh, really? Oh, hello. I see you've snatched the randomizer as well. What else could we do? been transmitting ever since. Well, I can't honestly see how it's vital to your survival, but if pressing the button today will make you happy, then by all means... That's why we need you... Oh, you don't need me? A child could work this thing. Oh, sorry, you guys can't reproduce, can you? Sorry, sorry. That's it. Doesn't matter where we get those animals from. I guess not. Well, perhaps you'd like to grab the printout and tell us what we're watching today. Oh, you can't comprehend what we found. Really? That sounds ominous. Degenerate creatures. Savage. Mutant. Cannibal. No, but we had Torchy quite recently. I'll show you what it is. Thank you. Let's see. 
Ah, okay. Well, yes, degenerate creatures, all right. They're land grabbers. What future do we have now? Well, it may not be as bad as all that. Let's see if Tex Tucker can sort things out in Four Feather Falls. The four feathers on this hat are magic. They enable Tex Tucker's dog and horse to speak, and his guns to fire without him even touching them. And now, another exciting adventure from Four Feather Falls. So, we are now welcoming back to the randomizer. It's Tex Tucker, it's Four Feather Falls, it's that long walk down the alleyway of Four Feather Falls to meet Tex Tucker in front of the telegraph office. There's the uh, drum swell, he raises his hands, and here we go. Oh, it's a very cool shot. Uh, I know some people find that quite a funny shot, but it's a very cool shot. Yes, this is the episode Land Grabbers. What do I remember about this? Absolutely nothing. But it's Four Feather Falls, so it's probably going to be quite good. And for those who uh, keep track on such uh, uh, randomizer minutiae, uh, this may well be the earliest I've ever recorded an episode. It's it's 10 to 7 in the morning uh, as I record this, so uh, I'm not long out of bed. Perfect time to watch some Four Feather Falls. We're at the Circle Z Ranch, where some very shifty characters are opening fire on it. Oh no, they even knocked the, uh, the clock off the mantelpiece. Oh no, started a fire. Oh, they've broken everything. Luckily, here's a dopey looking puppet who's going to try and fire back. Is uh, yeah, Big Ben and uh, Red Scalper among the, uh, the villains okay, doing the shooting here. Who else is there? Red Scalp's fired an arrow into the house. This very smiley looking man, considering his house is uh, yeah. under gun blitz. We mean business. This is your last chance. Sell. Because the next time, it's gonna be you. Ooh. Sounds like these naughty people are. I ain't gonna sell. No, why should he? Org Fenton, they just ain't getting my land. No. They can't grab his land from him like some kind of land grabbers. Next move. You say word, me kill him. Oh, no, no, no. None of that. None of that. It'll be mad easy. Not until I get my hands on this land bought legal. He can't hold out much longer. <laughs> the guy's opening his door to make sure that the uh, people who are shooting at him aren't there. Oh, that's interesting. They've sculpted a whistling mouth on him. He's whistling to a very derpy-looking horse, as is common for all Four for the Falls horses that, uh, that aren't rocky. That. It's him! He's making a break! Oh, no! If only we hadn't taken our eyes off the house and started talking about how we were going to take his house. Oh no, that's it. He's out of there. Ah, we lost him. He's out of range. And it's not like we got horses of our own. We could just follow him. Oh, they're going to follow on foot. Okay. Come on. Keep going. We gotta get to Tex Tucker. Where the Colorado River... Well, it seems to me that uh, now you've abandoned your house... This would be an ideal opportunity for those land grabbers to move in and uh, and take it from you. I suspect you didn't lock the door as you left. Oh, but this is a nice. Uh... Oh yeah, they, they, the baddies do have horses. They are now chasing um, Mr. House Owner, whose name I do not yet know. While Tex is just singing his song in the uh, in the sheriff's office. All three of our baddies have horses. So, oh. And it's very ambitious for a show of this era, you got to say. Horse chase scenes. 
and this lovely counterpoint with uh, with Texas song and uh, little, little Dusty dancing. Oh. And again, just I love this shot. It happens so often in Fall for the Fools. Someone arriving in town on horse, and I I don't know how they achieve this stuff. Made it. Because the camera remains rock steady as the town just sort of rolls in in behind them. So I guess the don't try and mess around. The camera might be mounted to some kind of rig that the puppet and the horse are on, and they're just rolled onto the, the set. Anywho. Abe, why are you old son of a gun? How are you? Take. Uh, what's his name? Was it Ed? Or did he just say hey? Sit down. Tell me all about yourself. How's the ranch? They're trying to grab it, Tex. Bad. How come? You know Morgue Fenton? Yeah, he's a neighbor of yours. Why? He's trying to drive me off of my land. Why? And tonight he succeeded. Oh no, my house. My house is gone. Why should he want your place too? Because I got some of the best water in the territory. Ah, water. He wants it for his herds. Oh, right. Okay, so they're not just being naughty for the sake of being naughty. Well, I'm sure Ben is. Tonight he come around with some gun hawks and shut up the place. I managed to get out and ride over. You ain't alone up there. He scared off all my men. Now they're out to get me. Look. And I don't have a wife. I never married. Nobody loves me, Tex. for me outside the town. This ain't so good, Abe. Oh. You see, I don't rightly know what I can do. Your place being outside of my territory. Hmm. Oh, so he's going home now. Oh. oh, of course, Red Scalp is waiting for him. Keeping an eye out from a, a rocky ridge as he makes his way home on his silly horse. Red Scout. Him right. Oh, Tex Tucker? No, Weeks. Him right alone. Alone? That's just dandy. I reckon Tucker don't want to be involved in trouble that don't concern him. Come on. Oh, yeah, that sounds like Tex, all right. He's, he's never one to help a friend in distress. Weeks. Dusty! Hey, Dusty! Oh, what do you know? He looks like he's about to ride out and uh, be Come of some on, assistance. Dusty, we got work to do. Where are we going? Over to Circle Z. Good show. I was rather wondering what you intended to do. And the sooner we start, the sooner you find out. Ooh. Uh, who's in charge of Four for the Falls while you're gone? In fact, is anyone else in Four for the Falls this week? Well, we don't know, because we're back to the Circle Z ranch. Yeah, the guys have taken over his house. He's tied up his horse outside, he's heading back in. But they're already inside, because he must have left the door unlocked. Or they may have got in through the windows that they shot out earlier. Nevertheless... Howdy, Abe. Don't, Abe. Ooh. I don't want to have to plug you. Why? That's some nice, nice sort of body language movement from that puppet there. He was facing away from Naughty Man, who, who's got a gun on him, and he... He reached for his own gun. The body language was really nice there, but it's kind of let down by the fact that he's got this permanent smile on his face. We're going to have a little business talk. Ain't no business I want to do with you. That's where you're wrong. There's this land, for instance. See? Never get your hands on that. I reckon that you might be yeah. And another example here of an actor talking to himself. This is uh, of Kenneth Connor. I reckon I might. Talking to himself here, I think. Time. How come? Because you're too late. I've sold up. I'll kill you for this week's. Oh. I'll tear you into little pieces. Who's he sold his house to? Fenton! Oh, his red scalp. Fenton! 
I can't, I can't make out what he's saying. He can't do nothing. It probably doesn't help that I talk all over it, but anyway. Be too sure of that, Mort. I reckon this is his territory. What do you mean? I sold to him last night. Aha! This is Texas House. You're on his land now, boy. That's when you signed that bill, you signed your own death warrant. Now get over that window, quick! So, Tex has now arrived at his new home. He's tied Rocky up outside. And yeah, you can see Rocky compared to the other horse. They're just... There's no comparison. Tell him I've got a gun in your back. I love how terrible the other horses in this show look. It's so funny. Tex, don't listen to him. Get away from here. Take it easy, Abe. Abe, Abe. okay, that's his name. His own house and having a talk with his neighbor. Drop the hardware. Reckon you're Ooh. right there, Morg. Live action insert shot. Oh, Tex is un undoing his belt to drop his guns. Uh, well, that was a, a live action crotch insert we got there. That was unexpected. Magic guns, yeah. Uh, of course, Ben knows about the old magic guns thing. Okay, now say your piece. So Tex is walking in without them. Yeah, you made that pretty clear. Or maybe I ain't made it clearer enough. Hmm. Now get over by that wall. You two. We gotta do something. We just can't leave the boss in their hands. I quite agree, old boy. The question is, what? We gotta get the magic guns closer so they can use them. Uh, well, no, 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 no. Come on, it's it's not it's not the guns that are magic themselves. It's the feathers, old chap. And uh, they're still in Texas hat. You make out a bill of sale in the next thirty seconds. You're gonna see me shoot your buddy here. It's interesting as well that we have. We have Red Scalp and Big Ben, two of our four recurring villains, but they are sort of subservient to this main villain who we've never seen before and will probably never see again. While the main villain is dealing with uh, the issues of who owns what house, Red Scalp is outside. Got his back to Rocky and Dusty, so he can't see that they're approaching the house. Quick, get going before he chases! Oh no, they're trying to draw him away, I think. Say goodbye to your friend, Abe. He's gonna get it first. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, Red Scalp has noticed that uh, Texas Horse is now trying to climb into the house. Whoa! Before he can take a shot at uh, Rocky, Dusty has come and bit him on the bum. That's what we like. What goes on? Hold it and drop that gun. My horse is covering you with my magic guns. Oh, no, Tex. No. Abe, grab a gun and keep him covered. I'd better see what's going on out there. Yes, he's holding the holster between his teeth, which is quite fun. And Dusty is still taking a chunk out of Red Scalp. Oh, dear. Okay, Dusty, relax. I know you've got a taste for human flesh, but best let him go now. Red Scalp, you're going to have plenty of time to cool off in jail. Now, yeah, I recommend you don't sit down, though. Oh, that must be sore. And yeah, <laughs> Dusty is panting as if that, that was quite fun. Yeah, boss. Oh. I want to thank you guys. Without you, I'd have been in real trouble. Mm. Thanks, fellas. Thanks for everything. Well, think nothing of it, old chap here. Think nothing of it. Some expert use of his uh, his dog and his horse's teeth there. Sure was, old timer. Sure was. Oh, Red Scout. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, Red Scout made the mistake of... The end? Doggone it. Someone is. 
Okay, yeah, Red Scalp showed up on the scene again. Dusty uh, ran after him. Red Scalp ran into the house, closed the front door, and the front door had the words, The End, written on it. That's what Dusty was on about there. That's an, an interesting way to end uh, what I feel was quite a, a strong episode of the show there, really. It's a very, again, very simple story, very efficiently told. But there's some nice, you know, nice uh, threat to open the story that you know, remains credible all the way through. So, um, despite the fact that we we don't get to see the town's uh, assortment of uh, colourful characters, just Tex and his chums, I'd say on the whole that was a rather good episode of Fall for the Falls, don't you know? Ah, there, Fall I mean, for the Falls. Yeah, great. I, I must say, lovely to hear that on the uh, standby fraction concert as well yes yes yeah, and lovely, really lovely to see it in uh, in the video form as well That's with right. text in the bath yeah yeah nice a classic anyway as we all we hear once again there's always magic in the air in That's true it's lovely oh, stuff oh yes uh, so thank you Chris he'll be back doing some more work next week when he does his next randomizer which we look yep. forward to very much indeed yep uh, have you got any more bits and pieces you'd like to share before we uh, toddle off actually I do have something really important to say uh oh so just could we stop if you're playing a uh, you know a background music any any bed under this could you just stop that now and just just have silence so i have something really important to say oh, here i don't okay. want any music or anything distracting okay Classic. you ready okay. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to us on whichever <laughs> platform you're listening to us on to be sure uh, to hear every episode as it drops every week also you can leave us a rating. that's a review and a rating five stars would be lovely of course and a few words to tell us why you enjoy the Jerry Anderson podcast so much and you can even copy the links and share them on your social media pages too to let everyone else know what you're listening to okay start the music again now that's it thank you all done brilliant All right. beautifully done thanks that's, there you go uh, incredible had to be said it had to be said it did I'm not sure it needed that much drama but um... oh, okay got you listening though didn't it you're being all theatrical these days aren't you I can't help it sorry yeah, it's funny that uh, just remind us as well, uh, Dexter. Where can people come and see you, and, and, and oh. when, and how, and your in your thing you're doing? I tell you what, you can come and see me in a Sherlock Carol at the Marlebone Theatre. For this is like back in the day when I used to watch sitcoms on TV. At the end, as the credits rolled, yeah. they would say things like, "Les Dawson can now be seen in Run for Your Wife at the Bournemouth Pavilion." Perfect. That's essentially what I'm doing here. Richard James can now be seen in a Sherlock Carol at the Marlebone Theatre between November the 18th, uh, that's last week, Friday we opened, and January the 7th. Uh, just go to marlebonetheatre.com, I think, or Google it. Whatever you do, don't book tickets for the New York production. <laughs> Which I recommend. Jamie previously. tried to tell you to do last week. <laughs> no, make sure it's the London production at the Marlebone Theatre. Let me know you're coming, and perhaps we can meet for a few words afterwards, eh? <laughs> Interesting you have words rather than beers, but okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, words, absolutely. Yeah, well, you're, you're working. Right? Words are cheaper, aren't they? <laughs> they can be free <laughs> or very uh -huh. expensive. Exactly, that's true. Anyway, right. Yeah, very great. good. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you there Darn. at some point for a few words afterwards. Yes, as yes, well. that's all you'll get from me. I thought so. And anyway, you know the sort of words you'll get as well. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, few, few of syllable. Choice um, words. Choice, yeah, exactly. Mm. Anyway, l let's go before we yes. get rude. Well, let's go then. Uh, email us podcast at com with your thoughts, questions, queries, etc., uh, etc. Et Please do those rating things for us, and we will be back making your ears clammy and chilly yes. because yes. of the weather, uh, mm. if you're in the UK, that is, mm. next week. <laughs> yes, we'll be right here. Okay, <clears throat> bye. Bye. Let's go.
Now, talking of gerbils... <laughs> That's a long way since we, talked, <laughs> it was. we spoke well, of Jamie gerbils. the gerbil made an appearance at the top of the podcast. Eh? He did. Yeah, a, a toy gerbil mm. is the only thing I stole as a child. <laughs> what? Yeah. I stole one thing as a child, and it was a toy gerbil from a gift shop in my hometown. Gosh, how and naughty as an boy, adult, you? Yeah. I then met the owner of said shop, <gasps> perhaps 20, 30 years later. Amazing. And I apologised. I admitted, and I fessed up, and? And I apologise. Did you pay for it? No, I didn't pay for it. Oh, so it's still a theft, really? Uh, yes, I suppose so. Yes, <laughs> there you go. So there's an active thing, active yes. theft here. Yeah. Again, it's an outstanding warrant yeah, it for my be. arrest. Yeah, you see, well, there's an unknown thing about me. That's an unknown fact that very few people know. Mm. And I've shared it with you. So come on, Jamie, your turn. Uh, are these fest facts? Yes, they are. Do you want a theft or something oh, worse yeah, than that? Theft? Um, I'm trying to think, actually. I don't really recall a theft as no. such. No, okay. Um, Potterons, have you ever stolen anything? <laughs> I, I'm not sure we do, can be doing an do amnesty about that. this. No, I uh, can't think of it. No, mm. I, I, I'm sure I... I mean, I, I definitely stole some stuff from the set of Space Precinct, that's for wow. sure. Oh, yeah, well, so did I. Yeah, well, I sent you that thing the other day, didn't I? The, um, uh, the kind of interview checklist... Oh, that's right. Yeah. The station house. Yeah, yeah. I definitely lovely. stole that. That wasn't yeah. given. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, was, I mean, yes, it's, taking something from, you know, where your dad works and that your dad made up isn't yeah. really theft, is it? No, not really. Whereas stealing no. a toy gerbil is. I know, I know. Right, I mean, I was okay. only about seven, six or seven at the time. Okay. Well, I feel like I should take some advice. I'm just, I'm just going to call right. uh, 101. Oh, gosh. And that's not 101 from Terrorhawks. That's the non-emergency no. police line. Oh, is it? And Why? Just, uh, get but, some... Hang on. All right, I take it back. Hello? I take it back. I, I didn't steal it. No, no a colleague officer, of mine no, just confessed I borrowed it. to a theft. No, no, I borrowed it. His address. Yeah, oh. um, it's... Uh... You have been listening to the Jerry Anderson Podcast. Wasn't it fun? You have been listening to an Anderson Entertainment production. 